Did you know that we're exposed to thousands of commercial messages every day? And are you aware that consumers tend to trust what influencers say about brands much more than what brands say about themselves? When brands need to cut through the noise and reach consumers, influencer channels offer an unrivaled space to create genuine, meaningful dialogue and connect directly with consumers on their terms. Welcome to Influencer Marketing Talks, a podcast brought to you by Cure Media, a leading influencer marketing company for fashion brands. This is your weekly podcast to understand more about influencer marketing and why it's such a powerful channel when it comes to building trust in your target group. Every Wednesday, we'll cover topics such as how to build a successful influencer marketing strategy, how to measure the effects, the role of influencer marketing in the overall media mix, and of course, the latest trends and insights on what's up in the influencer marketing and social media sphere. And we know you're busy, so every episode is right around 15 minutes. Perfect to tune into on your morning walk, during your morning routine, or on your way to and from work. Join us and our expert guests to stay up to date and take your marketing strategy to the next level with influencer marketing. The world's fastest growing marketing method. I'm Sana Oudmark. And I'm Frida Ekholm. And this is Influencer Marketing Talks. Hi and welcome to Influencer Marketing Talks, a podcast brought to you by Cure Media. This is your weekly podcast to learn more about influence marketing and social media in right around 15 minutes. I'm Frida Ekholm. And I'm Sana Oudmark. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about how to find the right influencers for your collaborations. We know it's hard to keep track of which influencers that are most relevant for your brand and for your audience. And this is also one of the most common questions that we have uh, among our customers and people that contact us. Like, how do we find the right influencers for us? So we decided to create a podcast episode about this topic to give you our best tips and advice on how to find the right ones. So let's start with choosing an influencer based on your gut feeling is still quite common today. But this is something that you always need to avoid. And this brings us to the first recommendation on how to find the right influencer. Focus on your defined target audience. 100%. Can you explain what we mean by that? Focusing on your target audience means to put them first uh, before you pick your influencers. So take a look at who do you want to reach. Uh, is it fashion interested woman age 25 to 40 in Germany? Uh, here is very important that you're specific. Yeah, as specific as possible. You can never have an audience that is like everyone in the world because that's way too broad yeah and to find your target audience if it's for example woman 25 to 40 years old in germany you 
need to use the right tools and data to identify uh, the influencer's target audience. So, for example, you can take a look at the influencer's target audience data and, uh, yeah, you can see who the followers are, uh, their age, demographics, uh, interests and uh, behaviors. So, you need to take a look at how many followers does this influencer have in the country I want to reach. So, if you want to reach people in Germany, they need to have uh, a majority of followers in Germany. Yeah, Definitely. And uh, you also need to look at the choice of platform. What do your target audience do on social media? Where are their followers most engaged? Is it on Instagram, on Reels, TikTok? Or do they like video content or photo content? Yeah, and as as of today, there's happening a lot in the social media sphere with new features. And we've seen TikTok getting increasingly popular over the last year. So you need to be on your toes and yeah, keep an eye on where your target audience likes to be. For sure. And I think saying that you should focus on your target audience may sound so obvious. Like, of course, that's like so old in marketing that you should focus on your target group. Yes, we know. But it's still a very common scenario in influencer marketing that marketeers tend to focus on which influencers they want to work with, even though they don't know if these influencers reach their audience. So what everyone needs to do once and for all is to shift the narrative from specific influencers to the bigger picture and to the audience. Who do you want to reach? Yeah, and don't follow recommendations from your friends or your kids (laughs) on who's popular and who might be uh, good for your brand. Because often if you, you can most often see an influencer and think that, okay, this person will will most probably reach a woman in uh, their 25 to 30. But yeah. that can be the opposite. It could be men in their uh, yeah 30 to 35. Yeah. The influencer does not have to reflect their followers at all, even though you can think so. So even though you trust your friends and family's recommendation, that's great. And that's what we all do. You should not do that here. You should look at the data as well. Very yes. important. Okay, let's move on to the second. That is to make sure there's a brand fit. Yeah, so what do we mean by brand fit? Even though it's really important to look at the data, as we talked about in the first step, to look at the followers data and the target audience data, you also need to make sure there's a match between the influencers and your brand. It needs to be trustworthy that he or she talks about your product or service. Your brand needs to match his or her daily life and the profile. So for example, just to illustrate, a fashion influencer with a focus on trendy clothes and outfits will not probably engage its followers if it comes to a product that is very far away from what this person normally talks about uh, or what their life looks like so it has to be a match between the influencer and your product otherwise the credibility risks to be lost yeah and this is super interesting subject as well and i would recommend uh, our previous episode with jonas koliander about the science of influencer marketing here because he talks a bit about uh, the importance of uh, brand fit yeah for sure and also to to mention at Cure Media, we have a great operations team 
that uh, researchers, influencers, uh, based on their data and previous performance in similar campaigns uh, on soft values like brand fit, uh, and this really needs a personal touch. Mm. So, and it takes time. Yeah, and it takes so much inside knowledge. For example, if you just look at the data, that's one side of the story. But if you know the influencers in your country, you know that maybe she is um, soon becoming pregnant or soon, but she is about to reveal her pregnancy so that you can be fast to, for example, if you're a company working with insurances for pregnancies, you can be fast to start working with these persons right away because they will be super relevant for this product. So that's why it's also important to have a local team um, with local expertise about the different influencers in your specific market because that's very hard to know if you're not living and breathing their social media feeds every day. Really good point. So you need to stay up to date on the latest uh, news and also trends like what's up in the influencer sphere. Yes. Moving on to the third advice. Did you know that fewer followers actually could generate better results? Yeah, the bigger the influencer is definitely not the same as great results. So just to draw an example, a micro-influencer with, for example, 10,000 engaged followers that really matches your target audience is more likely to generate better results, create higher engagement, create more interactions than a premium influencer with 100,000 unengaged followers who are maybe not in your target audience. Yeah, because as you get uh, to a micro-influencer compared to a bigger influencer, they uh, have a more uh, loyal, often, target audience. And uh, they it's, it's possible for the influencer to, for example, answer comments and uh, maintain a dialogue uh, with their followers uh, to a more to a larger extent than with a bigger influencer. Yeah. Because, yeah, you can't manage one million people <laughs> commenting uh, your post. No. It's impossible. And also their lives. Were like when you have millions of followers, you often have different lives than a person like us who go to work and live a normal life. So yeah. that's also easier to relate to these people. And most times micro-influencers are specialized in a certain niche. So it can be fashion, fitness... Uh, cooking, uh, yeah, and so on. So when they're specialized in this niche, it means that they uh, can offer their followers uh, expert knowledge. And yeah. this is also really uh, good for uh, to match with relevant marketing. Absolutely. And just to summarize this point, I think it's important to don't stare yourself blind on the number of followers, but rather on the performance of these people. So Many marketers still today think that, okay, so we will only work with micro-influencers or only with big premium influencers. But in fact, you can definitely combine these because they have different strengths and different ways um, to affect your target group. So find your best mix of influencers. It can be different sizes and yeah, do it in an always-on manner so that you can test and see what works best for you. And that takes us to the fourth step, which is find the high-performing influencers through a long-term approach. Yeah, this is really important. Uh, Sana, can you explain what we mean by long-term approach? Yes, that's a great question. Time is always relative, right? Yeah. Um, in our definition, when we say a long-term approach, it is at least 
a couple of months, half, six months, because when you have time to evaluate different influencers and see who performs best in reality, someone can look great on the data hand, like have the right followers, have the right uh, data in place. But sometimes that doesn't help anyways, because it's so much more that makes it work. The messaging, the tone of voice, the style, so much, so much soft factors, basically. So when you have a long-term approach, let's say six months, it makes it easier to know which influencers that actually perform well for your brand. And for example, if you succeed with one specific influencer or 10, there are today many tools available that can help you identify other equivalent influencers. So lookalike audiences, basically. So this way you can, by means of data, reach more consumers with retained quality and relevance. But it's hard to do that after only a month or even two, three. Sometimes it also takes time for the influencers to uh, gain a good performance in the beginning of a collaboration uh, it can be like not so good results while a few influencers uh, perform really good results Uh, but sometimes those who don't give as good results in the beginning might be your best influencers you really need to have patience and yeah optimize uh, along the way and this is also Mm. why you need to have a long-term approach because it takes time it does So keep an eye on Google Analytics and always, always look at the data. So the key here is to optimize. Uh, Take a look at the data and also the soft values and turn them into success factors and uh, what, what to avoid. So test, tweak and get better results over time. Because if you only do uh, one week of influence marketing, you will never know if this was as good as you could be. No, then you have... To rely on that gut feeling again. Yeah. It's like the expression, uh, be the best version of yourself. Yeah. Yes, I thought we'd end up with some key takeaways for this episode. Sana, what would you want to highlight when it comes to how to find the right influencers? Okay, so I have used one word, or we have used this word (laughs) so much in this episode. But I'm going to use it again. And it's data, data, data. Because you can't say it too many times. I would say that around 80% would be the data to look at um, more the hard factors uh, and then add 20% to the soft factors, the local knowledge, um, the feed, the lifestyle, the brand match. Uh, Of course, it's hard to say specific percentages, but you see my point. Both things should be there. Uh, So Again, as we said before, it's important to have the local knowledge for the markets. So therefore, we have local campaign managers for most of our markets, because that's how you really get to know the influencers. What would you say, Frida? I would say it takes time and resources to both research influencers, but as we mentioned in our last advice, to get the best possible results, to be the best version of yourself. To continue on what you said, Sana, we have a full team working on this kind of process to always optimize and uh, in order to gain better results for our customers. Uh, So definitely, uh, if you're uh, doing it in-house, make sure you have a dedicated team uh, with a lot of time and, and, yeah, expert resources. Otherwise, I would definitely recommend to take help by uh, an influencer marketing partner. Yeah. 
And just to add a short end note, I think when talking about how to find the right influencers, many marketers think it's done when you have found the first ones. Like now you have filled the campaign and now you can start working. But this is only where it starts. So you need to continuously, as we said before, continuously evaluate finding new ones that perform to find the best influencer team for your brand. Good point, Sana. And this takes us to the end of another episode of Influencer Marketing Talks. Make sure you follow us on our social media platforms at Cure Media to continue the conversation there. Also, if you like the podcast, give us a rating in Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app. Please do.